And I am Rachel. This is the Movement Toward Change podcast, and we are using dance as a means to cultivate community and start conversation. Today, we are honored to speak with Adriana Suarez. Adriana is a professor of dance at the Boston Conservatory, a certified instructor of both gyrotonic and gyrokinesis methods, and a former professional dancer with the Boston Ballet. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. You've had a very exciting career as a dancer, educator, and gyrotonic instructor. Could you tell us a bit about your journey to this point or if a specific event shaped your career? Yes, absolutely. It's great to be here, Nicole and Rachel. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this and um, just give a little bit of my uh, part uh, to movement toward change. Um, so I'll go ahead and start with a little bit about myself. I am from Venezuela. I was born from a family of dancers. My mom was my first ballet teacher and uh, I just basically grew up taking my nap times on the wings in the theater or at the foot of the piano on the studio, on the ballet studio uh, and always surrounded by dance and music and movement and um, so yeah that's how I began that's a little bit about my journey I um, as a teenager um, I was awarded a full scholarship to study in New York City at the School of American Ballet which is the school for the New York City Ballet founded by George Balanchine and I started uh, continuing my studies in New York City, which was a wonderful opportunity. As a teenager, I continued my studies, but as a teenager, I, I had a, a strong, pretty severe injury, which kind of stole my, my studies for a bit. Um, it gets better, the story gets better though. I got I I was able to make it through and move 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 towards the change <laughs> like 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 the podcast move towards change yeah but that takes effort so yeah that's just a little bit about how I started so could you speak a little bit about um, how you were first introduced to gyrotonics and what inspired you to begin this training method. Okay, yes, absolutely. So, actually, before gyrotonic, before gyrotonic came Pilates. Because Pilates is an older method that was has been around for much longer. And as I was saying, when I came to the States, I, I suffer a pretty severe, I tore my anterior cruciate ligaments on one of my knees and at that time our technology was not as advanced science was not where we are now this we're going back to the mid 80s and so my recovery period was 
extremely long. I injured myself when I was 15. Um, it took me literally five years to come back to dancing. And at many points at that time, during those five years, uh, I was um, challenged with, okay, do I continue dancing? Do I keep trying? What do I do? I've, I had uh, probably about five surgeries in five years. So about a surgery a year. And the recovery process was extremely difficult. Uh, not only physically, but also mentally, uh, financially, and um, emotionally. Yeah, it was hard because those are really for a dancer the best years. Your 15 is when you really start getting into the business of it all. So at the end of my fifth surgery, I got introduced to Pilates, which helped me incredibly, incredibly, because I had been going to physiotherapy for a long time during those past five years, but it really only concentrated on my injury and on my knee and on building the muscles on my leg and around my knee, and it didn't really do anything for the rest of my body which I find is super, super, super important um, to have such a good uh, physical training in all of your body so that you can support and take pressure out of the particular part of your body that's injured. So Pilates helped me incredibly, and I did that for a long time, and, and I really appreciated. I had, uh, was very lucky to study with Kathy Grant, who passed away now, but she used to be Joseph Pilates' protege. She actually used to live in his house. She used to dance with the Dance Theater of Harlem, and learn the Pilates method by by daddy by daddy Joe Pilates <laughs> yeah so so that was a great opportunity and it really helped me and I was able to from there find a job I came to Boston and became a member of the Boston Ballet and always kept doing my Pilates even though I didn't have a reformer I did my mat work on my own but then while I was here in Boston I discovered gyrotonic and one of the members at the Boston Ballet had a piece of equipment which Julio Horvath who's the member, the founding member of Gyrotonic, um, had given to her in New York City. And so she says, you have to try this. I have the equipment in my house. And I went and I took a class and I fell in love. I fell in love with, with the method. And um, as Rachel, you were asking me to, to, 
to talk a little bit about gerotonic and the difference is that um, according Polaris is very linear. Polaris is very linear. Gyrotonic is three-dimensional. So you're moving in circles and you're spiraling your spine and you're spiraling your head and you're spiraling your fingers and you're spiraling your arms and your legs and your feet and everything is spirals, which is a little bit more to me as we are as humans right we don't walk straight like robots as we change the opposition of one arm to the opposite leg we also twist we spiral the spine a little bit yeah if you swim if you it, it just seemed a little bit more organic to me and so when it came time I, I, I started doing this and noticed a huge help like it, my dancing became better I felt better um, and so I continued and continued on doing gerotonics throughout my career it seems like you very touch upon how the principles and the theory behind gyrotonics inspired you really start doing gyrotonics is there anything else you'd like to add in terms of the principles behind it so you know it wasn't only uh the physicality of the movement of gyrotonic that attracted me but also the sense of breath it seemed a little bit more holistic to me than Pilates, um, the use of breath gave me a complete different aspect of moving through breath. There is also uh, something that attracted me to gyrotonic, which had to do with uh, the meditative um, the, the mental, the, the concentration and using your breath that was different. It wasn't just a workout exercise and pounding into your, your 100s or, you know, it, it had a little bit more to do with um, your, your eyes and what's your breath and um, yeah, it just seemed a little bit more holistic to me. That that attracted me to it, and well, the difference in my in my dance career after doing gyrotonic became really obvious to me that I needed to do this, and eventually later decided to get certified as an instructor because then I felt I would not only be able to pass it on to other people but I would also gain more knowledge for myself as I taught it and that was when I really thought okay I'm, I'm gonna learn this I want to learn this yeah. in what ways is this movement method so beneficial for dancers well first of all I think the core strength is a main uh, principle that 
we all need not not just dancers we all every human being needs core strength yeah that's our root yeah that's where we evolve from um, and gerotonic definitely works your core in every single exercise that's in the book you might be working on your legs or your arms or your feet but it always involves the core it always involves the core and I think core strength is extremely beneficial for everybody but of course especially for dancers then again uh, I talked to you a little earlier about the meditative aspect I think uh, dancers need like we, not just dancers everybody need a little bit of breathing time a little bit of like okay let's just let all the problems step out to the side put them away at least for one hour think about your body awareness think about your breath think about the skin in your face being relaxed and your brow being relaxed and and i think i mean that's very important for anybody yeah breath flexibility coordination balance yeah these are things that not only dancers need but i think everybody and and uh, the creator julio horvath the creator of gerotonic truly believes that this is a method not only for dancers but for anybody any human being from all ages of course you adjust and um, as an instructor i have different students i have little young tender bodies that are just starting uh, i have professional dancers i have professional humans that are not necessarily dancers they might be doctors or lawyers or you know just your common i don't know housewife mom like yeah it's for everybody and then i have elder people as well i don't like to say elder i like to say more experienced people that's how i like to call them that need to move and of course you adjust the method to what everybody can do but it's definitely open there for everybody yeah especially balance and um gerotonic has different um extensions for um people with uh, maybe that are dancers so there is a dancers program there is a golf for golf players there is one for tennis players there is one for uh, ladies that are going through pregnancy uh, uh, people that maybe have had cancer breast cancer um, yeah, so it really it expands out so much which I, I love 
but there is something for everybody there. I think that sense of awareness that you were talking about is really unique to gyrotonics and the training method because I think for some other, you know, forms of cross training, we can kind of do it and not really be mindful of what we're doing, but it I feel like gyrotonics really requires us to be present within the moment as we're doing it. Yes, Rachel, you're absolutely right about that. And thank you for bringing that up because there is nothing that just makes me cringe more than going to the gym and seeing all these people, oh, I'm exercising and I'm sweating and they're either on the stationary bike or the, the treadmill and they're watching TV or reading a book. And so the mind and the body is completely disconnected. And so they think I'm exercising while I'm, but, but it's that distraction can be very harming. And that is another important aspect that as you're saying, Rachel, body awareness, you, you need to know what you're doing. You need to be in the moment. You need to be present. You cannot just be working up your cardio rate all twisted or with bad alignment. Maybe your feet are moving in weird directions that are not necessarily healthy for you. You maybe sometimes have your 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 spine with with your lack of a better words bum sticking out and you're leaning onto the treadmill and and that that's not that's not right that's not that that can actually be and that's the importance too about um training that you you have to find a good trainer a trainer that can keep you healthy a trainer that is watching you and if you don't have a trainer, you watch yourself. Okay, now we're in the era of the pandemic, so maybe we don't get to go to a real class where we have an assistant or a teacher, but you must look at your feet. You must look at your hands. You must look at your posture. You must concentrate to feel and be create that body awareness because Training can be detrimental to your body as well. You can get hurt if you don't do it correctly. So gyrotonics is based on the principles of working in spiral motion to create space in the joints. How can a dancer translate these qualities into their dancing? So yes, Nicole, um, to answer your question, um, gyrotonic, I think the main thing, because of the breath, specifically um, the movement has a lot of fluidity everything is very liquid everything is very round soft with intention with resistance yet because we don't work we do use weights but the weight amount that is used is only to give feedback to your own body. So the amount of weight that we put on the equipment 
has more to do with your height or also with how much your weight um, so it's really becomes the, the the weight becomes just a feedback you're not it's not it's not um, weight work it's just feedback and with that it allows you to create fluidity of movement you're creating length you're creating focus you are creating a relaxed concentration which i think is important because you can be concentrated like you know like a tennis player cannot be like holding onto the racket and like so concentrated and so strong that that the ball comes to you and you cannot move right you need to be concentrated but at the same time relaxed right so i compare that a little bit to jaro or to dance because you need to be relaxed in order to move onto your next task or challenge if you're holding yourself so tight you you you, can, you freeze you cannot yeah so i think um back to your question as to translate the qualities into dancing it's about yeah um, being a relaxed concentration creating extension by lengthening and creating all that space between your joints you can achieve more rotation so as a dancer uh, we talk about turnout if you think about your hip joint and you try to rotate your femur or your thigh bone around your hip socket uh, you can only go so far if you don't first lengthen and create the space between the hip uh, socket and the thigh bone if you create first that rotation then you're going to have more ability to rotate or as a dancer term turn out extensions high legs yeah all dancers want to have extensions same thing applies to this you create space and then you can lift your leg higher if everything is contracted into your body you have no room you have no room to go anywhere right um, I think it's very helpful for injuries because you by by extending by making that extension and creating that room between your bone structure you are also preventing injury you're preventing grinding of your joints of your knee joints of your ankles of your shoulders of your spine because you're making room so everything should be almost like floating and then everything has freedom right to move i think that's how it can really help um dancers and and as i said not just dancers also coordination is a it's a it's a big thing coordination coordination movement
movement towards change, right? Yeah. So yeah. a lot about kind of creating space even before we begin the movement and that exactly. space allows the movement to occur. Exactly. Exactly. I really like that way of thinking about it. You never think, oh, I need to create room to move, but it, it makes sense. Right. So it's like, it's very human. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I bought this, I saw this beautiful sofa at Ikea, but you need to make room in your living room to bring it in before you bring it in, right? <laughs> if a dancer does not have access to gyrotonics, what would you recommend that they incorporate for cross-training and sort of what the balance should be between cardio and strength and maybe a rough guideline to how long they should be cross-training each week? Yeah, and, and gyro is not readily available to a lot of people. Uh, me as, a, as an instructor, I try as much as I can to provide it for as many people, but um, yes, you do need the instrument, you need the equipment, um, only certified instructors can have the equipment, so I think that yoga, you know, as a matter of fact, one of the principles of gyrotonic is yoga. Yoga, when the method was created by Julia Horvath, is a base of yoga, swimming, dance, gymnastics, meditation. So he, he sort of put all these methods together to create gyrotonic or gyrokinesis, which is without the equipment. You just do basic exercises on a stool or a mat or standing up. But if you're not able to do any of those methods, I highly recommend yoga because it gives you pretty much um, that sense of core work, flexibility, concentration, breath, body awareness, like Rachel mentioned before, mental awareness. You're focusing, you're not fidgeting, you're not thinking about your agenda and what email you didn't write or what you need to do after. You're just present, you're in that moment. So, I mean, I think yoga is a great, I love doing yoga. And yet, yes, you, you need to go once in a while and just go take a run around the block because a little cardio never, never hurts. You need a little bit, you need to pump that heart a little bit, right? And weights, yeah, sure, do some weights. I mean, you need to chisel those uh, muscles around the knees. You might need to muscle chisel your muscles around your arms your biceps so a little weight doesn't hurt i'm not crazy about doing big weights i like very very little weights and a lot of repetition so that you create long muscles especially if you're a dancer um and um, as far as how often to do this cross training I believe at least every second day. 
It also depends on your level. Are you a professional dancer? Are you just a student and your days also full with like schoolwork aside of dance? Or are you just looking to keep healthy and maybe you're older? You know, I go to like every second day, just do a little something different. Yeah, just to switch it up. Because if you do the same thing every day, it's like you turn on the light switch on and off and you don't even know why you're doing it. You just know it goes on and it goes off. It goes. So doing something different um, and having to put your head to something that maybe you haven't been doing every day takes a different toll on your body, which I think it's important. Yeah, so kind of circling back a little bit, I know you had already touched upon flexibility, but for dancers that are looking to increase their flexibility, what are some tips for doing so in a safe and effective way? Great, yeah, excellent question. I am such a firm believer of stretching, but stretching can be passive and stretching can be active, right? So two different kinds of stretching. I see a lot in YouTube and in social media, people, especially gymnasts, with a leg, with their foot on top of a chair, and they're on the floor on a split, and they just sit there, and everything gets really hyperextended, and they look like a hammock. And I worry, I really, I truly worry, especially when your body is young and tender or also when it's older and tighter, maybe. Um, I personally like stretching that is active. So you are not just sitting on your joints, and stretching out the ligaments, but you're actually using the muscles, your own muscle, your musculature to stretch out. So I think that's one of the main things about Jaro that I like that you're actually, you are reaching out, you are making it happen, you are ex extending your leg or your foot or your arm or your neck or your back but you are you're you're completely um, responsible for it it's not just the weight of something and you're just relaxing there slacking the muscles are soft so all the joints are taking the toll yeah so for instance if you're going to a forward bend this is a very simple stretch your 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 feet are parallel you're facing forward your hip your feet are is in hip width distance and you bend forward you can just relax there and let your knees go back into the hyperextension your soles of your feet like your arches roll over and your stomach is out 
and you're just hanging there like a bat or you pick up the arches of your feet you root down through all 10 mounds of your toes you pick up your pit of your belly in and up you lengthen the spine and and you pick up your quadriceps and so you're not sitting and locking on your knee joints yeah so that that's the difference that i see you're you're actually you're stretching but you're being active about it and that i find it's very important to avoid injury kind of going off of this idea of cross training and stretching um, what would you say would be the key components for the warm up and the cool down for a dancer? Because I find that that time can be very valuable in preventing injuries, and the, the approach to the warm up and cool down can play a big role in, in how the class goes. Not only as a gyrotonic instructor, but as a dance instructor, I think it's essential to start slow you have to start slow and i don't mean slow by the tempo of your movement but even deeper slow by awakening your senses which i mean okay getting yourself mentally prepared it's not like you run into your class and you're still putting your bobby pins in your hair and you're still like putting on your leg warmer and kind of like just jumping onto the bar and like doing the thing because oh the combination already started no, it takes a little more it takes a little bit more of like mental preparation and that's what i mean by starting slow i'm gonna do this now where is my body how am i today where am i today we keep changing every day, yeah? We, we're never the same. Maybe one day we have a headache. Maybe the other day we're sad. Maybe another day we're happy. Another day we have, I don't know, we have our period or the boyfriend left you. I mean, we all go through this life, right? So you, you have to, okay, where am I today? And what, so in intention, what do I want to do today? I might not be able to push myself so hard today as I did yesterday because I'm in a different place today. But I'm going to do what I can today with discipline. Might be a little less, but I'm not leaving the discipline. You're still being disciplined. You just tone it down, shut the volume a little bit, yeah? So always start slow, find out how am I, what, what do I want to do today? Then just start slow movement, slow movement, slow movement, gets bigger. How much, oh, actually, I didn't think my leg could go as high today, but it actually is going high. So maybe I'm going to push, see, so that is once again, Rachel, what you were talking about, body awareness being present feeling yourself it's not about being lazy or it's just about being aware and as far as the cool down like you asked it's the same to me it's the same okay so now 
I'm gonna slowly, it's not like I finished this grand allegro and I jumped and I leaped across the floor and ah, my, my heart is like, I'm out of breath and I just collapse on the floor and I sit. That's not good for your body either, right? You're supposed to also, just how you took yourself to the top of the mountain, you slowly descend down the mountain. You don't just roll down the mountain like carelessly, right? You slowly, you take time. What did I do today? You know, sometimes I, I, I teach and we have had a great class and I see a student perhaps has had a great, very good class and they finish and suddenly they go to their dance bag, they pick up their phone and they right away go to the emails and to the social media and it's like, take a moment to realize what you just did for the past hour and a half. What did you do? How did you feel? What I felt like not so good, I like that exercise, I felt really good. That one I need more pride. Take a little time for yourself. Don't just shut it off and like, that's, that's a cool down for me. It necessarily has to be a slow movement, but mainly, mindly, mindly. Don't just like, okay, it's done. Next, next. Take a moment, indulge. You just put hour and a half of yourself. So think about what you did. Think about what you wanna change. Think about what you wanna repeat. Yeah, that's a cool down for me. I'm kind of expanding on that idea. Do you have any tips for maintaining good mental health and staying positive while not being able to dance, possibly due to, due to an injury? Yes, absolutely. I have, uh, oh, I spent so much time uh, as a teenager, as I explained earlier of my injuries when I was 15, in which I, it was tough because I saw five years, five different generations of colleagues at school going off to companies, going off to whatever they were going to do, and I was stuck. And the next group of people would come in, I would make friends, and I would get stuck again, and I couldn't move on. So it was very tough mentally and um i think the only thing that i can think back that truly helped me was that you can actually learn so much by listening and watching when you're not moving <laughs> You're not moving. I couldn't move. I was in crutches or I would be after surgery. But I went to so many performances. I went to so many concerts. I went to so many museums. I went and I lectures and heard 
people talking about dance and read books and physically I was being held back but mentally I was storing up all this stuff that <laughs> by the time I was physically ready I, I felt like I had learned so much that I would not have been able to store if I was moving because when you're moving you're thinking oh my heel forward and I'm pointing my toes and I'm holding my abs and then my shoulders are down and you're not you're, there's just overload and so I think mentally that that really helped me to just put myself aside and work the other aspect yeah of the art the more um, philosophical uh, aspect and um, that that really helped me like you you can learn I watched I watched all my colleagues in class and I was a constructive critic critic oh she sickles her foot that way I'm not gonna do that I, I mean that, that she should Mm, bring the heel forward or oh I like the way she's doing that turn and you know so it puts your head in a different place and I think that keeps you busy that keeps you busy that's not just like oh well I can't do anything and I'm just gonna lay in my couch and like not think about anything because that that makes you go crazy that makes you go crazy so that would be that would be my, my advice. So you keep on moving toward the change. Maybe not physically, but you're moving mentally. You're moving. You're moving. Yeah. Keep on moving. Yeah. What would be the number one piece of advice that you would like to give the movement toward change dance community? Keep on moving. <laughs> keep, keep on moving toward change right and be aware of that change and keep moving and one day it might feel not so good and deal with that discomfort don't expect that every day should be great because we all have bad days and we all have challenging days and and so you keep moving and you you just let it pass and move on to the next day but you keep moving and sometimes those challenging days are the ones you learn from the most and in this moment is there a specific quote that speaks to you yes my, my motto this days, uh, especially during the pandemic and Rachel you might have heard this from me before is when you can't do what you do do what you can. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you so much, Adriana. Well, thank you so much, Rachel and Nicole, for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you. If you have further questions for Adriana or would like to schedule a gyrotonic lesson, you can feel free to contact her through email, which we will put in the show notes.